Good morning. You know, it's the third time I get to preach on this. I was in Titusville yesterday for people. That was one of the first places I ever was. They thought, uh-oh, what happened to him? And then uh, this morning I had to preach at 7.30 at St. Luke's, and now we're here. And I'm going to do a retreat after this. And each one has a different homily. So here we go with you first or third. You know, as I go around and I do retreats and various things where I have my kids and I'll sit there and I'll ask them very clearly, what's the greatest sin? And everyone will always give me, you know, murder or rape or one of these different things, abortion or, you know, everybody has their own pick about what the greatest sin is. But I say again, don't you get it? Don't you, doesn't it just make sense that the greatest sin would be going against and breaking the greatest commandment? Doesn't that follow? If Jesus says, this is the greatest of all the commandments, then to break that commandment would be the greatest sin. I would imagine. I would think. So, <laughs> last night I started and I says, how many of you love God with all your heart, all mind and soul and strength? And of course, <laughs> people raise their hand. And I says, no, not even close, ladies and gentlemen. If you think that you love God above all things created, you haven't a clue. Nobody here does. I don't care if you're charismatic and you speak in tongues. Ooh, God, you don't love God above all things created, and neither do I. I am soon to be a 40-year-old virgin celibate priest who's given everything to God, and do you think I love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength? Not even close not even close because I still do things my way I do them my way instead of God's way and so what I need to do is really look and acknowledge that you know the greatest of all sinners is father Larry Richards because he isn't living what God has commanded him to live Paul knew that Francis knew that anybody that ever knew God knew that they were the greatest of all sinners and not just in some pie-in-the-sky, false humility-type way, but deep in their heart, knowledgeable reality, I am the worst of all. Because I don't commit, fulfill his command to love him above all things. You know, and to think about loving God above all things means if I pick up a piece of paper, I do it for the love of God. If I turn on TV, I do it for the love of God. Everything I do, I do it for the love of God. I never do my will, I only do his. Can anybody raise their hands now and say they love God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength? Besides Carol. Anybody else? Anybody do that? <laughs> That's so bad. You know, but nobody here can. And so the first thing that should do is make each of us humble in the fact that I have no room to judge anybody else for anything because I fall in that category of not loving God above all. Now, you know, Jesus, of course, is quoting today from Deuteronomy. You know, if you go to Deuteronomy, it's Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. You know, and this is the Shema Israel. It's what the Jewish people say every day, a couple times a day. Every day they need to say this. The Shema Israel, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 and following. And the reason I want to make it clear is because most of us, especially when we're charismatic and we do these things, we go to Mass every once in a while, or even daily Mass, there is in the back of our mind that little sense that, thank God, I'm not like the rest of men. I pray every day. 
I tithe with my money. I fast when it's appropriate. I'm a pretty good person. You know, most people that are pagans, when I talk to them, they'll come and say, you know, Father, I'm a good person. Yeah. You're not holy. Oh, well, yeah, I am. not even close. Neither am I. I'm not making any judgment. I'm just telling you who you are. And it's none of us, none of us deserve heaven. None of us. And you've got to get over that I'm a good person thing because that doesn't cut it. Nowhere in this whole Word of God does it say good people go to heaven. Nowhere. The only thing the Word of God says, the only people that go to heaven is who? Holy people. Huh? Without that holiness in Hebrews 12, that holiness without which we will not see God. Very simple. Huh. Okay. Now, there's a shame of Israel. God's making it clear all the way back in Deuteronomy 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Therefore, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Take to heart these words which I enjoy on you today. Drill them into your children. Speak of them at home and abroad. Whether you are busy or at rest, bind them as you're on your wrist as a sign and let them be a pendant on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your houses and your gates. So he, God is saying, listen, Know this. Drill into your children. Drill into your mind. Drill into your hands. Drill it. Whatever you do, talk about it. That the commandment that all of us are called to do is to love God above all. Put it on television underneath everything that is on. Love God above all things created. Put it on your mirror when you look in the mirror every day. Love God above all things created. Put it on your desk that when you go to work, you know, love God above all things created. With all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's the call. And again, so we can get discouraged because they say, well, I don't, Father. You're right. No, that creates humility. And then all you have to do is then ask for it. Ask and desire. Lord, I want to love you above all things. And you know, it's not possible for us to do that alone, is it? That's why you've been given who? The Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit inside of me, the Holy Spirit inside of you can help us to love God above all things. Because the Father and the Son, their love together is who? The Holy Spirit. So if you and I really want to love God with all that we are, we need to surrender to the Holy Spirit and get caught up then into the love of the Trinity. We do it by asking for it and by surrendering to Him. Lord, help me and make that something you drill into your heart. Lord, I want to love you above all things created. Now, all the good Jews, when Jesus said this, they go, uh-huh, very good, go for it, Jesus. Ah, you did it right. But then the next thing he said really screwed up everybody because he took all the laws, the 640-some or whatever, 700 laws of Leviticus, and he summed it up into this next line. And the next line, again, as we sit there, this is in Matthew, the next line he says in Matthew chapter 22, verse 38 and 39, this is the uh, 39, says chapter 22, verse 39 in Matthew, the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, verse 40, on these two commandments the whole law is based in the prophets as well. So he takes all the law of the Old Testament, all the prophets of the Old Testament, and he says love God and love others as you love yourself. And we sit there and think, you know, one of the earliest books I've ever read, and I encourage you to read it if you never have, is a book by Carlo Coretto. It's called Letters from the Desert. And he tells a story in this Letters from the Desert 
about, you know, he was, uh, for 40 years, he was a, uh, he was a Frenchman and head of the Catholic uh, youth movement in France. And he left everything. And as he left everything, he went into the desert in prayer and adoration for years. And one day, as he's walking through the desert, he had two blankets because it got very cold at night. And he saw a person there who needed a blanket. And he thought, boy, I can't give up my blanket. I'll freeze tonight. And then he walked by. And later on in the desert, he fell asleep and he had a dream. And this big rock came and fell on top of him. And he realized as he was dying there, as he was dying under the rock, that he could not, he loved his own life more than he loved someone else. That his own skin was more important at night to be warm than another person. And he realized that's what purgatory is going to be for him. That when it came right down to it, his skin was more important than someone else's. And you see, that is what Jesus is saying. That no, we're called to love everybody as we love ourselves. That we need to put them, but then he goes on. This is early in his ministry. Later on, he makes it even worse, doesn't he? Oh, Jesus, how can he do this to us? In John chapter 14 or 13, verse 34. John's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 34. Because now Jesus, after he lived amongst us, after he was the presence of God in the world, he says, now I give you a new commandment. By your love for one another, such as my love has been for you, you must now love each other. This is how all people will know you're my disciples, by your love for one another. So what does he say? He says now that we must love each other as how? As he has loved us. You know, this is so basic Christianity. But you know what? I really believe that we don't get the basics. It's easy for us to do novenas and praise God and use the charisms. and do it. It's easy for that. But when it comes down to the basic, to love God above all, and I think, am I really doing that? No. Do I love others as he has loved me? Do I live my life not only as the first commandment in the Old Testament says, loving others the way I'd love myself, but now do I love others the way Jesus has loved me? Meaning, is their skin more important than my skin? And the answer is, yes. That it goes beyond just loving others the way, they, I, the way I love myself. But now I'm putting them above and before me. And that is the way I must live my life. And again, simple, simple, simple. Ask your husband, ask your wife. Sweetheart, do I put you before me and say I want you to be honest with me? and take the honesty and repent. Ask your kids. Usually we do that pretty easily for kids when they're younger, huh? Ask co-workers you're working with every day. Those of you who are in school, ask your schoolmates. You don't make fun of others, do you? You could never do that, of course, because that would show you're more important than them. You'd never put anybody down, right? Because that would show you're more important than them. Those of you who are older, nobody here would ever gossip, would they? Oh, no, never, because I would say that you are a judger of everybody else in the community. Nobody here would ever say and work about what father isn't doing right or what someone else isn't doing right. And boy, when they, nobody here would ever do that, right? 
because we think humbly of ourselves and others as superior, as it says in Philippians 2. Right? Oh, yes, Father. Well, see, this is the call of God. That first of all, we have to enact humility, an act of humility. Listen, Lord, I don't love you above all, but I want to. So when you realize I'm the greatest of sinners, I can't even talk about it, look at judge anybody else ever. Oh, sorry. Then I say, but now I need your Holy Spirit. Change my heart because I can't do it myself. And then he fills us with the Holy Spirit, and then I've got to have the attitude that says, Lord, help me to always know that everyone's skin is more important than mine. And I'm here to give it all up for them. And please make that practical. Today, after this is Ministries Day, huh? I'm going to ask everybody to go down after Mass and walk through the Ministries tables. There's 30 different ministries here, huh? Now, you might sit there and think, you know, I'm pretty busy today. You know, I'm going to go right home and get out of here. I had to sit there and listen to you, Father. That's more than enough. Well, I'm going to ask you today to be more concerned about other people than you are about yourself. Instead of walking right out these doors today and going out so you can go home and do your thing, it's you walk down the hall. There have been people here since 8 o'clock this morning. It's taken a month for some of these people to set up these things. It'll take you two minutes to go down there, walk through, and see what they've done. Two minutes to go through, walk through these different things, and then you can go home. Whose skin's more important, yours or someone else's? This is very practical. You can do it this very day. I'll give you an opportunity. And I'll bet you some of you will still walk out the door and go home and think that was nice. Not changed at all by the homily. Not changed at all by the Word of God. And the problem with most Catholics is exactly that. They hear the Word of God, they're convicted by His Word, and then they go ahead and do what they want anyway. Are you one of those? Are you one of those that will hear the word of God and say, Lord, I give you permission now to change and put what you learn into practice? Your decision, gentlemen and ladies, each of you know is love today and forever. Amen.